Hello and welcome to the Wilkes-Barre's Grand Penguins podcast, the first edition of the 2017-18 regular season. I'm Mike O'Brien here with Nick Hart. What, what? Sh- should we start calling this the two-man advantage podcast? We seem to have like incorporated that branding into everything else, and, and by everything else, I mean two other things. Um, no, because one, I'd like to keep that separate. Two, what happens whenever we get our guests in here? Now it's the three-man advantage? That's not a thing. Well, that's not a thing. Tell that to Nashville last night, who had a six-on-three power play. Oh, they, they pulled Flyers. the goalie? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it could be a But thing. it's uncommon. It so is. We'll very keep, rare. We'll, yeah. Very rare, and we'll keep it a Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. Yeah. Which flows off the I think that's fine. Time. That's fine. We'll, we'll do that. So welcome to the Penguins podcast. As we look back on the opening weekend for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, talk about some news that occurred this week, and... We take a look ahead to the weekend that will be for Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Let's start off with last weekend. Finally, it's here. The season opener for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. They have to wait a day as the AHL begins its season officially on Friday. But then the Charlotte Checkers are in town, the newest member of the Atlantic edition. They did play Friday night, able to pick up a 5-4 win over the Hartford Wolfpack. They traveled down to northeastern Pennsylvania. And when you kind of diagnose the game, which ended up being a 5-2 loss for Wilkes-Barre Scranton, it looked like one team was playing its first game of the season, and it looked like the other team had been able to shake off any rust the night before. Yeah, and one team gave up two shorthanded goals. I mean, you're probably not going to put yourself in a position for success when that happens. Sure. But I feel like everybody in the Penguins locker room and that were in the stands that night, yeah, they were disappointed they didn't win the first game, but I think everybody has a general understanding right now that that's exactly what it was, just the first game of a long season. There's rust being shaken off. This group that has had uh, a good deal of turnover in the offseason between rookies coming in and free agency changes, things like that, they'll probably need a few games to gel. Um, I don't think anybody has hit the panic button after one game. No, and we said during the broadcast, Nick, that the things that kind of plagued the Penguins that night are fixable. Yeah, correctable, mis- easily correctable mistakes. I mean, stay out of the penalty box five times in the second period, you're probably playing some more even-strength hockey. Exactly. And just a little bit better management of the puck. It seemed like Wilkes-Barre Scranton just had trouble getting that puck clean out of their own end through center and in the offensive zone. There wasn't a lot of time spent in the offensive zone, uh, even-strength, it seemed, for Wilkes-Barre Scranton. No, and once of that, going back to our previous point, that's a byproduct of not playing a lot of time at yeah. even-strength because the Penguins had... Six power plays themselves, too. That's time you're not playing five on five. Um, But those limited stretches that you did see of even strength hockey, the Penguins looked fine. They didn't look terrible. Yes, the breakout was a little bit more of an issue than I think uh, we may have anticipated. But once again, first game of the year, you'll figure those things out. Players getting used to one another, um, ironing out those wrinkles, those little details that might leave your game over the course of a summer. And for that matter, the Charlotte Checkers are a good hockey team. I've yep. been saying that all summer. You were uh, wrong. This, this team's ready to come into the Atlantic Division like a wrecking ball and make this crowded scene even more crowded. They're a very good hockey team that had a game at hand already to iron out some of those wrinkles that we just talked about. Um, so once again, I think everybody is under the same understanding that you can't take too much from that opening night loss. No, and it's a good thing. I, I think you... You talk to some players after a loss like that, they want to get back out on the ice for game action as soon as possible. But I think it's good that this team has had a week of practice to go over some details, go over some systems, kind of hammer that message home and get ready for 
this weekend and the three and three upcoming. Yeah, that's the thing. If you were itching to play more games after Saturday, well, you won't have that craving after this weekend. A three and three in the second weekend of the season. There's plenty of hockey upcoming. Plenty of hockey upcoming. And so some news before this weekend as just last night. So this is Wednesday. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Late afternoon. Chris Summers officially is recalled by the Pittsburgh Penguins. A move anticipated with the injury to Ian Cole. What a what a tough injury to watch yeah. as it occurred uh, against the Nashville Predators. But, you know, they're saying two to four weeks for Ian Cole. Now they're saying maybe two games. So we'll see how that all happens. But Chris Summers, I think, was uh, expectedly the first call-up from this Penguins defense down here. Yeah, without many games to go off of, no game reports for the Penguins coaches to really – send up to the big club and say, hey, this guy's been great. This guy's really been killing it down here. He deserves a look. Um, Chris Summers is the de facto first guy called up, and that's because they've had plenty of reports on him throughout the course of his career. A former first-round pick has played plenty of NHL games. He's a veteran. He knows what his role is. And in a pinch, if they had to put him in, he'd perform just fine. He has that speed that most defensemen in the AHL are envious of. I'm, no, I'm certain there are a good percentile in the NHL that wish they could scoot like Chris Summers too. So Especially he, his size. Exactly. So if he, in a pinch, needed to get plugged into the Pittsburgh lineup, I don't think there's any doubt on his side or the Penguins' side that he would do just fine. And while we talk about defense, let's talk about the depth a little bit because it's being tested. Mm -hmm. And you looked at the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins depth chart on the blue line, mm -hmm. and you thought, what an embarrassment of riches. 11 defensemen. Then all of a sudden – Jared Tenorti goes down with a preseason injury, as does Jeff Taylor. Zach Trotman leaves the game on Saturday with a lower body injury, and now Chris Summers gets called up. So you had 11 defensemen. Now you're down to seven or eight. And, well, good thing you have all those blue liners around now. Yeah, exactly. Now, first we should say Zach Trotman is still considered day-to-day. -day. We don't know his status for this weekend, but he – did not practice with the Penguins on Monday. He did not practice with the Penguins on Tuesday. Now what this does is it opens up opportunities for all of those depth defensemen uh, that the Penguins were keeping around to step in and step up in a big way whenever they get their ice time. Ethan Prow, Dylan Zink, and Kevin Spinozzi are sort of those guys that you're really looking to heading into this 3-3. Three and three. I'm not sure if all three of them will get in. I'll be stunned if not two of the three sure. play pretty regularly throughout this three and three. Ethan Prowl played more than 60 games with Wilkes-Barre Scranton last year. He was a regular on the blue line for the Penguins last year. Dylan Zink is a first-year pro, but I know Penguins assistant coach who runs the defense, J.D. Forrest, really likes him. He's coming off of an excellent career at the University of Massachusetts. Lowell, three consecutive seasons where he had double-digit goal scoring as a defenseman led the Riverhawks blue line in points last year as well. And then Kevin Spinozzi had a great junior career, a great last uh, overage season with the Sarnia Sting wearing the C. Um, he's more of a defensive defenseman, but he showed in that last year of junior that he can put up points in bunches as well. And he impressed a lot of people, including myself, during the preseason with the Penguins. He's okay. on a PTO right now, but he could, he could easily get in a game and see what he's got in regular season Absolutely. NHL action. I mean, Brett Stern was on the PTO last year. He, he was got awesome. in plenty of games yeah. and played very well yeah. as well. So Dylan Zink, in Tuesday's practice, you saw him spending some power play time on a pairing with Lucas Bankson. So we're not sure if that's any indication of how this weekend will work out. But with three games in basically two and a half days, I think, like you said, Nick, you're going to see 
two of those three defensemen between Ethan Proud, Dylan Zink, and Kevin Spinozzi getting the lineup here over the weekend. Speaking of the weekend, let's talk about it. And the Penguins, we'll call it, if not their fiercest rivalry, their closest rivalry yeah. in this Atlantic division, Lehigh Valley, a home-and-home -home series. So you get right after it right away. 12 games this season, and they bang out two in short order. Friday at Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza. Saturday down at PPL Center. Let's talk about that matchup first because mm -hmm. Lehigh Valley, we expected to be one of the stronger teams in the division this year. And last Saturday against Hershey in Allentown, they showed exactly that, a 7-2 win with Danique Martel getting the hat trick. And that's the thing about the Lehigh Valley Phantoms is that they were one of the best offensive teams in the American Hockey League consistently last year. And they brought back a lot of the same guys, even added some impressive young talent. And then... They still put up great offensive numbers. They're doing exactly <laughs> what we thought they were going to do. Seven goals on opening night. And it's a guy who I don't want to necessarily refer to him as a depth player, but he's more of a uh, a role player on that team, Danique Martel. When you think of the big-name guys on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, he's not in that top tier. He's not, but he's still a really good player that they put out on the ice, and he's a guy contributing like that. That's what and, makes them so formidable. And yet in his first two seasons of pro hockey, he's put up 20 goals in his rookie season yeah. and 22 in his second year. And he's well on his way to doing that and, again. And he's on pace. Four goals already through the first two games. By the way, the Sunday game in Hartford for Lehigh Valley, a decidedly more defensive game. They mm -hmm. lost 2-1 to one in the shootout. But some movement this week for Lehigh Valley as well. A goaltending swap. Mm -hmm. Leland Irving... Leland Irving goes out to the West Coast of San Diego. That's an AHL trade, but an NHL trade between the Flyers and Ducks sends Dustin Tokarski to Allentown. And so what was thought to maybe be a weakness for Lehigh Valley with Anthony Stolarz out and definitely with a lower body injury now becomes a big strength as they get the uh, a goaltender who helped win a Calder Cup, was an all-star, and was an MVP at one point. Yeah, and if I'm being honest, I like Alex Lyon more than I like Anthony Stolarz, at least from what I saw from him last year with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. So I thought they'd be okay in net, but obviously the Phantoms felt that a shakeup was needed, maybe even just a veteran to tutor Alex Lyon in the meantime, and that's what Dustin Tokarski is, a guy who's been around the block, as you said, has that championship-winning experience at that level. He'll be taking Lyon under his wing, and now they have a very formidable goaltending Pardon me, goaltending tandem in Allentown, just like that once again. So we'll see what transpires here this weekend. 7.05 game time Friday night at Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza, then 7.05 down in Lehigh Valley. Still one game to go as the Syracuse Crunch in town. The Crunch. The Crunch in town on Sunday. 3.05, the puck drops here in northeast Pennsylvania. Kids get in free Sunday. That's right. Kids 14 and under getting free with the paid adult ticket. The see the reigning Eastern Conference champions come into town. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. The crunch. Well, they've had a rough go of it in the first yeah. weekend of the season in terms of wins and losses. I got swept in a home-and-home -home series against the Rochester Americans, though one of those losses was in overtime. But they look to get a boost maybe with Michael Bourneval coming down from Tampa Bay this week. Michael Bourneval is an exceptional player. I've really liked him at the American Hockey League level. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't stuck in the NHL as a bottom six player, but then again, the Tampa Bay Lightning have an incredibly deep system, and there have been other players that have stepped up from the Syracuse Crunch, so Bourneval comes down, and he helps them out really in every single category. He's good defensively. He's good on the penalty kill. He can contribute offensively here in the American Hockey League, and that might be what they need most 
after their first weekend of the season. They only scored three goals in those two games against the Rochester Americans. Once again, these are the reigning Eastern Conference champions, a team that could be relied on to put up some pretty impressive numbers on the score sheet. They have some guys back like uh, Corey Conacher, who really didn't do that much on the score sheet. Time again, I believe, was held pointless so far. They have Mitchell Stevens, a rookie who uh, had two points, three points, two points, I two think. Two points, goal and assist. Yeah, but he's really impressive. I think he'll help them a lot moving forward. Now that they've added Bourneval, I think the crunch will turn it around more quickly than you might think just based on looking at those first two games. Yeah, they're missing guys from last season like Eric Andre, Yanni Gord, Matt Teramina, who was AHL Defenseman of the Year last yes. year. But you look at the names on this roster, Jamie McBain on the back line, time again, Jason Ackerson was a late signing. Mm -hmm. These guys have all been pointless through the first two games. That how will long, not last. How long is that going to last? It Let's be honest. Not very long. And you replace Michael McKenna with Michael Layton, that's a pretty good, I don't want to call it an upgrade, but mm -hmm. if you're swapping out one veteran goaltender for another, you can do a lot worse than Michael Layton, that's for sure. Yeah, and we just talked about with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, potentially the Flyers bringing in Dustin Tokarski to sort of mentor Alex Lyon in addition to getting them wins with Lehigh Valley. Uh, that's what Layton serves to be for Connor Ingram, a goaltender out of Kamloops, first-year pro that the Tampa Bay Lightning think very highly of. Michael Layton is sort of his mentor, but will also be expected to win a lot of games with Syracuse between the two of them. Well, that wraps it up for our weekend preview. Of course, the week that was for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins and all the news in between. We're going to take a break here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. But don't go anywhere. That's right, because when we return, we're going to talk to Penguins rookie forward Zach Aston-Reese. We'll have our new segment, the three-on-three. -three. We'll get into that when we return. Welcome back on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. I'm Mike O'Brien here with Nick Hart, the first regular season edition of the podcast. And now we are joined by our special guest this week, Penguins forward Zach Aston-Reese, who is, I mean, we're not doing any favors. You had a very long, hard practice today, and we're basically forcing you onto the headset. So thank you. Welcome. How are you, how are you feeling today after practice? A little tired, but... Just got a little energy boost. You know, you guys are bringing the energy right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Adrenaline pumping broadcasters right here at your service, folks. You're welcome. And uh, also, we apologize in advance. So let's talk about you're in your first season of professional hockey. You started off last year with a heck of a, I would call it audition or a first stint with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. But I want to go back to even before that because the, st the story still hasn't gotten old to me at least. You grew up in Staten Island, and now you're a professional hockey player. When you think of hockey hotbeds, Staten Island is not that place. So you're on Staten Island as a kid. Who got you into hockey, and then when did you start to see this was kind of a direction you could go? Um, so it started out, my dad put uh, my older brother and in hockey, and we played at Clove Lakes Park. So it was just like this big bubble um, with two rinks um, you know, at a New York City park. And I was just always around the rink. So outdoor, outdoor or indoor? Um, it's outdoor now, but it was indoor. It was like one of those bubbles. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. That yeah. They like inflatable? Like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I remember the little air vent. I was always <laughs> throwing Starburst wrappers in it and watching them. <laughs> <laughs> then I was pumping the air in. But um, 
So I was just always around the rink, and I started playing when I was probably four. And uh, I tried playing baseball. That lasted for like a month. Soccer, yeah, soccer yeah. till like fifth grade, and then hockey from there. Hockey, yeah. I was body checking guys in soccer, getting yellow cards. Oh yeah. So <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I imagine that since there's not a lot of, well, I mean, there are some ice rinks, obviously, in Staten Island, but not a lot of organized teams, leagues. The the commutes mm -hmm. and the travel for some of your youth hockey had to be quite extensive. Yeah. Um, so I started out in Bayonne, which oh isn't yeah. that bad. That's so not that's, that bad. That's, that's right over the Bayonne right Bridge. Right over the Bayonne Bridge. Yeah. So that was only 15, 20 minutes, but then away games and things like that. Um, what was the furthest place you needed to travel with your, your – who were you? Was this the New Jersey Rockets or was this before that? That was before – this was with the Bayonne Rangers. Okay. Um Probably like two hours with okay, them. Okay, it's not bad. No, it wasn't too bad. Not too bad. But then after that, I went to the Colonials in Morristown, New Jersey. So that was anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half Oof. just for practice, just for the yeah, way there. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably three or four years. And then, you know, you travel two hours, two and a half hours for games sometimes. And then finally when I went to the Rockets, it's only 20 minutes to Newark. Okay. So... So slowly, slowly yeah. whittling it down. Who did the majority of the driving? Mom, dad, was it was it straight down the middle? I'd say it was probably straight down the middle. Okay. Yeah. They both yeah, they both had, you know, equal share and then there was a few other kids from Staten Island, so we'd carpool, but um they kind of faded out at when we got older. Yeah, the longer you went yeah. there were less carpools available. I remember that being a task when I was younger and I didn't have nearly the commute that you did trying to play youth hockey between mom and dad who drives where at what time because I had two younger sisters too and I remember there was one exit I can't remember the name of the exit from uh, my neighborhood where I lived in Pittsburgh to Washington Pennsylvania I played out South Point the Penguins old practice facility out there there was a certain exit and the way my parents had it figured out is that my dad would meet my mom off of this exit on the highway and they would do an exchange because then <laughs> she had to like go back home and do yeah. stuff with my younger sister. So she would drive halfway, drop me off at this exit with my gear and my dad would be there and then I'd hop in his car and he'd drive me the rest of the way to practice. See, it I was such a, a hassle just to figure out mom, dad, what time this time. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I remember all mom for me, all or, mom, all mom. Well, my mom, my dad worked in the city. Right. And all my stuff was in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So I'm, you know, mom was just, I want to say just, but she was a housewife. So it's not like she was coming from work trying to figure out the, uh, figure out the hours, but it was Aurora all day, every day on the praxis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she was very happy when I got my license and I could drive myself yeah. everywhere. So I imagine your, your folks felt the same way. Yeah. I remember my mom. So I went to school in Jersey city to high school. Okay. So Which I, one? Uh, St. Peter's prep. Yeah. So I went there. My mom would pick me up from school, take me to Newark. I'd put my seat back. She'd watch <laughs> me sleep for 45 minutes. Then I'd go work out and skate. And she'd sometimes my dad would take the train over from Manhattan from work to uh, Newark Penn Station. And they so both. Yeah, so you were you grew up in yeah. Staten Island. Basically, you were a Jersey kid. Yeah. <sighs> unfortunately, I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I just consider myself like a wanderer. Yeah, you're, just, you're just a nomad. So, yeah. why Northeastern? So, I was actually um, originally committed to Brown. Okay. Ooh, okay. 
So I committed there, I think, right as I turned 16, um, like shortly after. And I had developed a good relationship with Jerry Keefe, the assistant coach there at Brown. Right. And my senior year of high school, he moved on to Northeastern, and that's who I had my relationship with. And Ivy Leagues don't give out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, scholarships, yeah. right? So um, it just made more sense to go to a place that did, and Northeastern was a good fit for me. Nice. Clearly, yeah, yeah. worked out well for you. Well, so you're a New York guy living in Boston during the height of, well, let's say, all the sports teams. You had Bruins winning championships not too long ago. You had the Patriots, who win the Super Bowl a lot. Mm -hmm. And then you had the Red Sox. Are you okay with all the success of the Boston teams while you're in town? Yeah. Have you co-opted them? Or are you still New York through and through? Or are you, where are your loyalties? I should ask yeah. that first. So my dad's from Crafton, Pennsylvania, which – Pittsburgh yeah much. yeah okay so I know exactly what I was just like born and raised Steelers and yes fan. yes okay all right but Smart I re guy. really just like not like a I can't just turn on like a football game and be entertained <laughs> no <laughs> or a baseball game and you're the one there there right. has to be like something on the line you can't just watch like a regular regular season game even if something's on the line really like, yeah just, just not like, into it no so it's only hockey for you? Yeah, pretty much. Do you I watch know. hockey? Do you, I mean, no? You don't watch sports. You don't watch sports. You just play sports. Yeah. So I like watching, like, video and, like, highlights and stuff. Yeah. Right. But not, like, a game start to finish. Yeah, game start to In the middle of February. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do to entertain yourself then if you're not a sports guy? Uh, I used to like video games a lot, but um, I sold my Xbox because <laughs> it was taking over a little bit too much. I don't know. I just kind of. So you're growing up. Yeah. You're adult. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Well, what do you do with your football Sundays? I mean, we have quite a few Sundays off here during the start of the season, and you know, most of the populace is tuning in to something or going out for some football game. What do yeah. you do with yourself on Sunday? Sleep? Catch up on chores? Yeah, actually, I'll clean up the house a little bit, you know, make sure everything's tidy. Um, you know, I play guitar, so I like to entertain myself with that for a little bit see that's that's what i had heard about you a little birdie told me that uh you played guitar most of your family all play instruments you got a little family band going yeah a little bit uh around the holidays we'll play together for a little bit but so who, so who plays what take us through the yes <laughs> take us <laughs> through the, the band setup so my dad will play guitar um my brother is probably the best guitarist in the family but he yeah, also he's, plays he's drums. on he's on lead yeah. Already have him on drums since he's no, like Yeah, he's on drums. Okay. And then I'll play. I'll slap the bass. Slap the bass, <laughs> yeah. man. Um, so we'll get, that, <laughs> we'll get that going. But usually I just like to do like, you know, acoustic with me and my brother. Who's singing? Is anyone? Yeah. My dad and my brother sing. Okay. Not you. No. I've Not been, even back. I've vocals. really been on the fence. I've been thinking about trying to get voice lessons. Really? I'm just so intimidated right now by it, by thinking about it and stuff. So Why? I don't know. It just seems like an intimidating thing. You, can, you don't need voice lessons. You just go to random karaoke nights. <laughs> yeah, and that's how, you, that's how you gain your confidence, your stage presence at Northeastern Pennsylvania karaoke bars. A lot of like fist pumps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. little white man's over right. But if he's in a band, he's got to learn how to do harmonies. Yeah, well, let's get the melodies Harmony. down first, and then we, he can work on harmonies. I mean, what do you, uh, yeah, what do you guys play? Um, 
So my dad's into like an, a lot of old stuff, so bluesy stuff, kind of like yeah, Grateful Dead, nice, um, Tom Petty, the Almond Brothers, R.I.P. Stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timely, relevant. Yes. Um, nice. Me and my brother are kind of just into some like alternative phase right now. Really? Yeah. Like '90s alternative, or like 2000s current indie rock. Like it varies, so it goes from okay. it'll go from like '90s alternative and then you know trickle up to. So who so who are you on a big kick on right now? Um, this band called Catfish and the Bottlemen. You know, I tell everybody about them. Um, <laughs> Catfish and the Bottlemen. Open up Spotify here. Yeah, this is going to be m- the rest of my afternoon. <laughs> I'm interested in this. I'm obsessed with them. Uh, I have been for the last three years, probably. Where are they from? Wales. Wales. Okay. Over in the United Kingdom, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I o- I only know one Welsh artist, and that's uh, oh wait no never mind she's from the UK never mind I, I was thinking of Florence Welsh but she is not Welsh she's from Britain I'm right? like, I only or is she Welsh I only know one Welsh figure and that was Braveheart and he William Wallace <laughs> and I don't think he was even Welsh he was Scottish yeah yeah so, so yeah I know nothing we are failing right now <laughs> at naming Welsh people we know nothing there's a f- there's a soccer player from Wales that's really good isn't there. Should we just Google famous yeah, Welsh people? Yeah. Madrid? Huh? Yeah. Gareth Bale, maybe? Yes, oh, Gareth Bale. Yes. Thank you, Zach. That's the one Welsh person I know. I'm sure we know more. I don't think Florence Welsh is from Welsh. I think I just did I that mean, on accident. I kind of trying to projected that. Yeah. She's wasn't from the UK. Wasn't, uh, isn't Catherine Zeta-Jones, isn't she is Welsh? Is she Welsh? Is she Welsh? <laughs> is she Welsh? Yes, yeah, she is. This is a new game on the podcast. Is she Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> Welsh or Scottish? Okay, so we have two. It's an Anthony Hopkins. Is Welsh? Is Welsh. Oh my goodness! So yeah. so many Welsh people. So many, and and also and catfish in the bottlemen. Yeah, there we go. Now we know three people, three figures. That's it. Yeah, all the Welsh people. Yeah, because I remember when you first showed up last year with the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins. We we do our uh, get to know stories and break away the game program, and did one with you. And one of the questions was uh, country or rap, and you were just like. Neither. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't have any leanings. You were the only person to ever just like decisively just be like, no, neither. You're a rock and roll guy, <laughs> through and through, huh? What's the last concert you went to? Um. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I can't. I can't remember. Well, okay, let's go back. What's the first concert you went to? Dave Matthews. DMB. There you go. <laughs> How was that? It was. I told that to my one of my teachers back at school, and he la- he laughed and said, "I could see you being one of those guys wearing like those like blanket pants, you know, like I don't know." Oh, how yeah, the yeah. Blanket. Probably wearing like the Baja hoodie. Yeah, like your teacher laughed at you. Yeah, he laughed at me. Shell and said, necklace. Yeah, uh, I could see you being one of those people. <laughs> Thanks, teach. Appreciate it. Oh, I remember the last minds. show. I remember the last show I went to. What was that? It was Catfish and the Bottlemen. Oh, where there was, you go. Where did it, they play? It was in Brooklyn. Oh, at nice. the Brooklyn Steel. I think that was in May. Okay. Well, it was my buddy Will from back home. Yeah, it was fun. Nice. Very nice. So Good when you're, ba- so you're back in Staten Island during the summers, do you get into New York City a lot? What do you do with your off-seasons? So I train out in Long Island. Okay. Some days I'm in Long Island and some days I'm in Newark. Um, just depending on if it's a field day or a day in the gym. Sure. Um, but if it's not training, I just have a few close friends that I hang out with and sometimes we'll hang around Staten Island, sometimes we'll go to Manhattan. Are you a beach goer? Are you like a city dweller? What what do you prefer? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of each. You gotta shake it up. Yeah. Keep it varied. Did you go Jersey Shore during the summer? Sometimes, just yeah. head, uh, head down to Seaside Heights. Yeah, my roommate from school uh, lives in Seattle City. Oh, that's right. Wait, we we gotta play this game because you were like oh. the, you were like the Kevin Bacon of the <laughs> hockey world. You're connected to to everyone. You're connected to the, like Jeff Taylor in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Take us through the yeah the how kind so? of the six degrees of separation. So my line mate, roommate at school, John Stevens, mm-hmm. played in the USHL in Dubuque, mm-hmm. and his roommate was Jeff Taylor. Okay. And then when I got here last year, I was living with Jeff. Yes. After having living with John John Stevens, who was his roommate in Dubuque for, so I was with John for three years. So really, the the, the Kevin Bacon number is like two, but still. Yeah. Or Good one, say. right? What's Kevin Bacon do that? Oh, we have to explain this again because we've done this before oh on the yeah. podcast. Right. Ob, <laughs> go for it. It's such it's such a cultural like pop culture divide, and re- like reference. Like when I grew up, Kevin Bacon, there was this group of guys. They turned it. I think it was a college drinking game originally, or just some sort of stupid frat thing. Yeah. But you could connect any actor in the world g- in the world to Kevin Bacon. So, like, Sean Connery was in this movie with Tom Cruise, who was in this movie. With, and all, So, the Kevin Bacon number is, like, whatever. So, yeah. you just throw out, like, a random actor and try to connect it back to Kevin Bacon. And right now, uh, you're, uh, our, you're our Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Zach Aston-Reese yeah. is at the center of the hockey universe, <laughs> yeah. and everyone connects back to him. So, Jeff Taylor gets connected to Zach Aston-Reese by being the roommate to John Stevens, who was the roommate and line mate of Zach Aston-Reese. The Kevin Bacon number is – so, is that one <laughs> or two? It's two. Why is it two? Because it's one, two, and then Zach. No. So, so the Jeff person Taylor. you start with counts as one? one? Yes. Oh, okay, then it's two. See, I never played this it's game either. He's the one who taught <laughs> this to me. <laughs> yes, so I, I'm not sure exactly what the year line is, but I feel it's like... I feel like you could do this game with anybody, though. With any actor? Yeah, yeah but easily. Like, but no, Kevin Bacon is the assigned person. Right? Yes. I, I don't know why, right. but wi- Wikipedia that later. He was chosen. He was, yeah. he, was, he was so chosen. Send you down an IMDB wormhole. <laughs> So I do want to talk a little bit of hockey with you because you had that stint with Wilkes-Barre Scranton last spring and made quite the impression. Now, training camp with Pittsburgh, training camp with Wilkes-Barre Scranton, and we're officially in the regular season here in the American Hockey League. How's it feeling so far? I mean, it's it's been a heck of a road for you from last March and April from the Hobie Baker uh, finalist uh, b- being selected there and then joining Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins and, and all the things after that. So how's this last nine was it nine months six months been for you it's been pretty crazy uh it's been kind of non-stop you know right after season ended here i went back to school finished all my classes and got my degree um and then what's your degree in graphic design nice i forgot i, f- I, f- I knew that i forgot that about you what are you design are you designing anything right now no, no. okay no, back, back to the Back to the original question. Temporary hiatus from that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so then I was home for a month training. And then I was up in Pittsburgh for a month before training camp. Training with uh, Johns, Dips, and uh, Tiffles. Okay. So we had a nice little setup up there for a month. And then, you know, right into training camp. And here we are now. Here we are now. And here we are now. Just like waiting, though, because it still feels like things haven't picked up yet. And, you know, we had one game last weekend, and it's just like a little tease. It is. It was. Like, I I couldn't wait for the season to start. Finally got it behind us. And now that it's, what, Wednesday the next week as of recording, 
I'm like, okay, well, wh- when's the next game? Because yeah. you get so used to back-to-back games on the weekend or a game Wednesday, then Friday, Saturday. or Well, now we have a 3-3. Three and three, We won't be complaining about this after this yeah. weekend, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Are you more games or more practice kind of guy, or when you look at when you look back at the three and three, you're like, I wish, I wish we didn't have so many games. Like, where where do you fall on kind of that that divide? I'm probably, I probably was more practices just because <laughs> in college the way it was set up. Yeah, you got a pretty much exactly a college schedule right now for yeah. October. Mm-hmm. But now I'm definitely more games. Like, it's kind of just what I've been working up for all summer just getting ready for the grind of the season and it feels like it's just like a really slow cog that's been turning and now that it's finally it's going to be here next week yeah it's going to be weekend, it's going to so be speeding up really quick yeah i don't think we'll be making this complaint very often during the season yeah, it's just right now <laughs> i was gonna say i hope i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be eating my words <laughs> after this weekend yeah <laughs> Th- this seems like uh, a bit of a unique roster this year for the penguins because there are a lot of first year pros compared to last year i mean you have uh you have Adam Johnson coming in. You have Daniel Sprong, who was here before, but now in his first year officially as a, uh, a rookie. And so you kind of have that, that collection of guys all going through, in, through it at the same time. Like you said, you're practicing with Johnny and, uh, and Freddie Tiffles out in Pittsburgh, too, along with Thomas DePauli, who's almost like a rookie because of his uh, – Technically, uh, yeah. second-year pro, but still technically yeah. an AHL rookie. Dylan Zink, first-year pro as well. Right. So, I mean, you guys are kind of all going to get, uh, going – through it together do you have that that bond that camaraderie yeah definitely it makes me think of when i went to northeastern we had you have a freshman class right now. yeah we had we had probably i think 11 freshmen i think we finished the year with nine but we we came in (laughs) with 11 so that was just a really close group really tight-knit group and you just go through being a rook all uh, all together and it definitely brings you a lot closer and we have a pretty big you know first year pro group here yeah so, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. It's definitely nice to have a lot more people. Misery loves company, so <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely nice to are have the, a lot Are more the people. veterans treating you well? Are Tom yeah. and Tom treating you okay? Yeah. Good. Yeah, they've been good. Excellent. Um, well, let's do this. Let's get to our, our new segment. New game. New, new game, game on the podcast, folks. Last year, well, uh, well, last year we did the... The question. The question. Which will be returning. Did you talk to our last so guest? We'll, we'll get to that later. Okay, well, let's... Let's get to the three-on-three. Three. This is the new segment, three-on-three. Three. We have a bunch of random categories in our little – that's our hockey helmet. Yeah, we have – instead of pulling them out of a hat, we have a helmet. So we're, we'll pull these yes. categories out of a helmet. Mike and myself have no idea what these categories are either. They're completely random. Um, they've been procured prior to the season by uh, the Mad Dog, the Mad Diggity Dog, Penguins video coach Madison Nickel with some assistance from our – graphic designer and uh, creative lead Jason Vogel. So they put their heads together, came up with these categories, and basically what we have to do is the category that is selected by you, Zach, out of the helmet, we have to come up with our top three things and whatever that is in that category. Now are we going around? Like, are you doing three and then he's doing three and well, then I'm it, doing it three? It depends because I feel like somebody just might have to raise their hand and be like, I'll go first. Because right. I feel like some of them might be easy, some of them might be a little more off the wall, if you will. All right, well, Zach, you're our guinea pig, so – Thank you, and also <laughs> apologies. The first three-on-three three of the season. Pick one there. Is yeah. that one? That's, yeah, one? that's one. Okay. What do we got? Things, activities you would have a difficult time going a full week without doing. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. So top three. Top three things. Activities. 
I'm trying to think if I have three activities I do during <laughs> the week. Anyway. Um, no, I, okay. Um, without the obvious, like we can't be like eating, breathing. Yeah, obviously right. we'd have a difficult time with that. We'd be dead by day two. Yes. Um, I got one. Okay. Like I can't go a week without doing some sort of like trivia or puzzle. Really? Yes. Some like, sort of mental exercise. Like, I need to do a crossword puzzle or some sort of, like, sporkle quiz or something. Like, I can't go a week without doing that. Okay. So, that's my that's one of my three. You got um, one? You got one? I got one. Okay. You got one? Yeah. I would say probably if I went a week, i like to get in between the eyebrows with the tweezer. Oh, yeah. You couldn't go a week without the tweeze. I mean, I could, but then I'd be like... You would you would feel uncomfortable. I'd feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it would be difficult to get through the week. Yeah, yeah. So I always just like to give it a little clean up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's hey, you know, that's a to- that's top that's important. By uh, the way, as a kid, they never tell you as an adult how much tweezing you're gonna how have much to do? extra hair you're gonna be dealing with <laughs> in your life. Well, you figure like oh, like I'm gonna have to shave. Like when you're a, when you're right. a young man growing up, oh, I'm gonna have to shave someday. But they don't tell you yeah about like the random ones that just come in, at random places. Yeah. Like, well, like, listen, I'm older than both of you by a bit. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, like, nose hairs just grow longer all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere. I and then, like, uh, now there's, like, a, a hair on the top of my right ear. Like, <laughs> where did that come Those from? Those were the two I was going to say. I was going to say ear hair and nose hair, but not even in the nostrils. If you look at me sometimes, if you get real up and close and personal, I have hair, like, on my nose. So you tweeze your nose? I do. Every now and then I have to pull it because it'll be, like, dark mm-hmm. black hair. And and not and not it just like random spotty places. I feel your pain, man. It's just where do these come from and why now? All yeah. of a sudden, it is it is random. Yeah, they do not prepare you for that in life. So any kids out there listening, hang <laughs> on to your tweezers because you're gonna need them. <laughs> They're not just for pulling out splinters. No, you're gonna need them. I got all three. I got all three. Okay. What do you got? All right. Third coming in. Third is I need. I'm the opposite of you, Zach. I need to view some sort of sporting event. Throughout the week. Okay. So this time of year, I'm golden because there's football on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night. If I catch at least one game, I'm fine. Plus, there's hockey, basketball. In the summer, it gets dicey. Um, all there is is baseball. Exactly. But there's, like, random spot things here and there. Or there will even be the Holinka tournament in the, in the summer. Right. I'll watch a game of the Holinka tournament or something like that. I think I would I just get this weird itch if I haven't watched some sort of sporting event in the summer, even like a tennis match, tennis tournament, golf tournament. That all satisfies me a whole week. I'd, I'd get like this weird itch. Sure. Um, two would be Netflix. There's I sort of Netflix. need to binge something. I always decompress with even if it's not Netflix, if it's like AMC on demand or something like that. I need my shows. I, ne- I need my shows. Before we get to number one, uh-huh. do you Netflix? What do you got right now? Or um, I just watched that show Big Mouth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen out. that yet. It's pretty funny. Is it? Uh, yeah, what is that? It's um, animated adult comedy. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Headed yeah. up by our our two favorites, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Oh yes. Oh hello. Oh hello. hello. Have you seen funny. that? Have you seen that yet? Oh hello. No. Put Go that on. one at the top yeah, of your put, list. Put oh hello on, on Broadway. Put it on All the right. queue. Um, but anyway, <laughs> John Mulaney and Nick Kroll are the head honchos here jason manzukis is on the project as well um, those guys are everywhere yeah it really seems that way and basically what it is it's an ad- adult comedy just basically talking about the awkwardness of puberty and growing up 
Is that is that a fair, concise mm-hmm. description of it? Because I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I've only seen the well, previews. Worth it? Yeah. Yeah? How yeah. many stars out of five? Four and a half. Okay, okay that's, that's definitely that's, worth it. Yeah, that's, that's definitely that's a, worth that's it. That's a worth it rating. All right, good, yeah. good, good. See, good. That's, that's up there. That's one I, I want to get to whenever I get my Netflix time. All right. Which that's I need during the week. Well, it's number two on your list. What's number one? iPod iPod. Easily. Yeah. Easily. S- simply iPod. If, no, and, and this is something I think you don't think about and you take for granted just having, like, music on in the car. Like, if it was just talk radio on the drive to work every day, I'd lose my mind. If I didn't go home, if or if that was the case, if I couldn't go back to my apartment and just put on my Beats and plug it into my iPod, I'd so lose my mind. So I would lose my mind. Like, specifically your iPod, or you just throw on Spotify? Well, I have my iPod in my car. Okay. But like okay, but I also listen to CDs, like just my music if I wanted to be that broad. You are we should switch ages because you literally like <laughs> you still listen to CDs. I do. I listen I, yeah, to CDs. I, I, I don't. I should. I'm the guy yeah. who should. My my iPod is my baby. That's my motherboard. But I have over 300 hard copy CDs. I have to get the hard copy. I have to. I need it and I'll always have like 5 in the car on rotation that I'll listen to. I understand people who are like, I have to get the vinyl version. I need to get the record. Very rarely do you hear someone say, I need to get the CD. Yeah, because I started started doing this when I was younger, and vinyl hadn't made the comeback yet, so vinyl wasn't as readily available. You'd just go to the mall, go to FYE or something like that, and you'd get the CD, right? So I just got the CDs, and now vinyl's making this giant comeback. I'm actually happy I didn't do vinyl, too, because it's super expensive. It's an expensive hobby. Whereas CDs, I can, if I find what I want, I can get it used for like three dollars if it's in good condition. There you it's go. Not, it's a way cheaper hobby than collecting vinyl. There you go. Mm-hmm. You heard it here for literally first. All right, you got another one, Zach? Um, yeah, I got the other two. Okay, right, let's go, go for it. it. Go for it. In no particular order. Um, one of them would be. Cleaning my room or slash apartment slash house. Got to keep it clean. Straightening up. Yes. Like I freak out <laughs> if it's <laughs> if it's all messy. Um, and then one other thing is um, on Spotify to discover weekly. Oh, yeah. I like to go through it and um, kind of add a few songs to another playlist. Yeah. Zach and I are on the same so page. Yeah. So you got the Zach Aston Reese playlist. That you just constantly add to from Discover Weekly? Yeah, uh, um, it's called Caught My Attention. The playlist. The playlist, yeah. So you'll go back like two weeks later or something like that and be like, oh, yeah, that song yeah. caught my attention. Exactly. I remember this. Mm-hmm. I got to do that. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah. I have I have one set up for every year for my favorite songs for the year. So I think I started it in 2014 because I was always one of the stupid kids who complained there's no good music anymore. Or I guess uh, uh, sounding like an old person. No, you sound like a young hipster. Yeah, yeah. There's no good music <laughs> anymore. But then, like, that's that's nonsense. There is so much good music available. There's so many different genres and good artists and things like that that it's nonsense. No one should ever say that, ever. So what I started doing is, like, starting a Spotify playlist. If it's a song I like, I add it to the year. Okay. And then I just go back. Like, I could go back now the rest of the afternoon and listen to my 2015 playlist, my best of. All right. That I would just add to throughout the year. Oh, well, I will start this up after yeah, we hop off I this podcast, so. Discover Weekly. Because I, I listen to Discover Weekly, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, I should remember that song. And, and then, then you and never do. And then it's too easy it, to yeah, forget. It, res- yeah. it resets. So, All right, what are my other two? Um, I would say Laundry. 
You need like, to do laundry I, once a week. I get really stressed out if I haven't done laundry like that week. Is it because of you go through laundry so quickly or just something you need to it's do? It's just like I love an like, empty hamper. Like that is just okay. so no. it's so <laughs> satisfying when you look at yeah, your hamper. And is. then it's so disappointing when you have to throw something back into it. Like the cycle begins again. Here's where I run into problems is I'm okay with doing my laundry it's the the second act that the I will, the, folding. the folding. It will sit in the dryer or in a clean hamper for days on end after I actually clean it. I can't see that's something I'm good with when I do laundry is it gets all wrinkly, right? If you oh, I know. in there, so you d- I always fold it up. Uh, right I'm away. I'm the guy like all right, it's in the dryer. I didn't get to it right away, so I'll put it back like start yeah, the cycle little, little to, low setting. to unwrinkle it, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take it out in ten minutes and ten minutes and fold it, and then I forget, mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm. Again, that cycle repeats. But, yes, I love doing laundry. Uh, I'd say this is, again, in no particular order. I I probably would be hard-pressed to go with a week without listening to some sort of stand-up comedy. Really? Yeah. Stand-up guy. I'm a stand-up guy. You know, Sirius XM, uh, Comedy Central, uh, a channel I listen to, Raw Dog Comedy, Comedy Greats. And, uh, yeah, I used to like stand-up comedy since I was a kid. So yeah, you think you'd have some good jokes then? I know. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! <laughs> no, oh. I, I, only can, I can only play drives. That's why I watch <laughs> and don't do. Yeah. Yes. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. That was yeah, awesome. No, that that was what? a I, slam dunk. I put it on the tee. It was a grapefruit. You just got posterized, <laughs> son. That was a pizza up the middle, and he buried it far down. Yeah. So that's why I only watch it and don't try and do it myself. <laughs> and Zach, we're fighting. So. <laughs> okay, so let's let's go around the table again real quick. Yours were Mine was some sort of puzzle or trivia. Puzzle, laundry, and stand up comedy. Stand up comedy. You were tweezers, straightening up the room, and discover weekly. Yeah. And I was I I gave a hard order. I was not no particular yeah. order. I gave definitive power rankings. Three, watch some sort of sporting event. Two, I don't remember what my two was. Two was I was so stern, and now I can't remember. Well, number one was iPod. Yeah. And oh, two, easily. And two was. I oh, my Netflix. Yeah, my shows. Yeah, I have to Netflix. catch up on my shows once a week, or I start to fall behind or go insane. <laughs> yeah. So and yeah, but those are in a hard one, two, three order. And that is your three on three. So we will dispose of that category. Of that category. Get rid of it. And into the trash it goes. Garbage. And we're done. Well, we have taken up. Plenty of your time. Enough of your time. So we're going to let you go. Zach, um, good luck with the rest of the week of practice. Good luck this weekend. Two games on the docket. Lehigh Valley here Friday night, then down to PPL Center on Saturday, and then kids get in free Sunday against the Syracuse Crunch. Kids get in free with a paid adult ticket. Kids 14 and under. Give us a call if you want to come on down Friday or Sunday. The number, 570-208-PENS. And you can also tune in to your home for Penguins Hockey WILK News Radio. So, Zach, thanks again for the time. Good luck this weekend, and we'll catch up again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. That was Penguins forward Zach Aston Reese. This has been your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. For Nick Hart, Nick, say bye. One quick thought. Zach, Frank Corrado is a big blues guy. We might have to start a locker room band. Yeah, we've been playing together. A oh, okay. Bit. oh, okay. They're way ahead of us. <laughs> cool. Do you, a, do you have a band name yet? Nope. All right. Well, They're still working on it. Send your suggestions to WBS Penguins yes. on Twitter or Facebook. Again, we will see you in concert sometime soon, Zach. <laughs> and uh, for Nick Hart, Nick, say bye. Peace out, folks. I'm Michael Bryan. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.